Cinema 7. I'm your host, Mary Bakari, and with me today to talk about the movie Get Out is Josh Haddix. Sriracha. Before he disappears for three weeks looking for vinyls again. That is true. I'll be in the backwards world also. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, today we're going to talk about Get Out. Uh, we're going to uh, review it and talk about the controversy behind it. We'll also talk about its um, Rotten Tomatoes score. But before we get into Get Out, we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars, because me and Josh ha- have uh, some opinions about some things. A lot of opinions, a actually. A lot of opinions. And uh, we uh, we put up on our newsletter, um, we shared the link on Facebook and Twitter as well. If you uh, want to follow us on Facebook, uh, Cinema 7, same name as the podcast, and on Facebook, we're Cinema 7 po- uh, underscore podcast. Did I say Facebook twice, or did I say... You are good. You said I'm good? You did. Okay. Yep. okay, we're Gucci. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. So follow us on those sites so you can see stuff like that. Um, also, if you want to subscribe to our newsletter, you can go to our website at cinema7podcast.com. On the podcast episode page, uh, a thing will drop down and bring you to the subscription site or jank, and then uh, you can subscribe there, and we'll give you updates on podcast episodes like this one or uh, future ones. And we'll uh, send you newsletters on stuff like that, like the Oscars. And hopefully, you know, you can uh, debate with us or you can uh, share your opinion as well. That would be kind of neat. But, uh, Josh, um, what do you think about Moonlight beating your all-time favorite movie, La La Land? I'm okay with it. Um, my main concern is the whole quote-unquote mistake reading. I feel like even though Jimmy Kimmel stayed on his show afterwards, like he did not do a prank, it was a general mistake. I feel like that's BS. I feel like he is pranking everyone because he is a prankster. Uh, I remember he did that viral video of the girl falling in the kennel. And I was like, oh, it's real. And like two months later, it's like, it was me the whole time. Yeah. I feel like this is that. But like then again, like some of the reactions in the background, like the director and all that were like legit kind of pissed. But they get Wide Moonlight 1. That's cool. I think it's cool how they were glad to get over the rewards if it was real. I'm happy for that. Um, Good job, Moonlight. Um, I think La Lim won enough awards, to be honest, and it's no shock Moonlight win won, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy they won. I, either film was great, so I mean, that's it, a good thing. It was pretty much dubbed the whole time it was La La Land versus Moonlight, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, the other movies, I think, were just nominated just to give recognition, but like it was definitely Moonlight and La La Land the whole time, and I think, I think you're right. I think the whole last thing was staged. I think it was. Just to, either for them to say, hey, look, it's kind of a tie, or, you know, kind of play up on the whole Moonlight versus La La Land thing. Um, like Jimmy Kimmel said, I personally blame Steve Harvey. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, because like, he's like, what have you done, Ward? And then he goes to the mic, and he's like, personally, I blame Steve Harvey. And everyone's like, oh. That was kind of funny. I guess that's kind of um, funny. My main concern with the Oscars, though, uh, two things. How the hell... The Jungle Book beat out Rogue One or any other contenders. I thought Jungle Book was not necessarily garbage, but I thought the CGI was hype. But 
Yeah, I didn't think the CGI I, was all that great either. It looked too CGI. That was the problem. And then, um, how did Suicide Squad get Nostra? That's my main concern also. We should double-check Killer both Croc. envelopes. Killer Croc. <laughs> Killer Croc. <laughs> Killer Croc, yeah. See, I mean, Rogue One, I think, definitely should have... Rogue One had its CGI and its special effects, I thought, were a lot better. They were a lot better. Than Jungle Book. Jungle Book was just a movie shot on green screen. Yeah. And bef- before anyone says anything about, oh, what about the Star Wars prequels, Mario? Let me tell you something, okay? Not every part of the Star Wars prequel was uh, shot on a green screen. They had practical effects in the background. Some of them had, yeah. yeah, some of them had practical effects in the background, especially episode one. But I think it's kind of dumb. There are people like see a movie like this or see a movie like Civil War, and they're like, oh, well, I don't like the prequels because it's not true Star Wars. It's not practical. But yet, when you go see like a superhero movie or you know Jungle Book, and you praise it for its special effects or its CGI, yeah, when the prequels are basically what laid the groundwork for stuff like this. But didn't, that's just my opinion on that. Didn't we also put both of those movies, Suicide Squad and Jungle Book, on either one of ours or everyone's technically list when we did our top ten of like disappointments? It was I think both I, those were on someone's list. I think. Um, I know Squad was on a lot of people's list. We'll just have to go back and. Uh, Listen to our final countdown of 2016, our top 10s of... Uh, yeah. I thought everything else was fine, uh, awards-wise. I think everyone pretty much earned their rights. Well, I mean, I understand Zootopia. And oh, wait, I, yeah. I, forgot. I really like Zootopia's message, but... But Kubo Moana. But Kubo, yeah. Kubo's animation, I believe, should have won... Or should have won ba- just for its animation. Like, its animation was top... Like It was more creative. Yeah. It was a lot more. Like, the same thing when... um Was it Inside Out that beat Char- the Charlie Brown movie and something else? I think it did, yeah. It did. Inside Out did win, though. Charlie Brown... I'm sorry, but the animation alone in Charlie Brown, as well as, like, Kubo, things like that, I think should win it. Like, okay, we're going to give an award to a movie called, like, Boyhood, right? Or nominate a movie like Boyhood mm-hmm. and praise it. For its, for what it did, how it, how it, uh, technicality, or you know, what I mean, like it filmed over twelve years. But we're not gonna award things like Kubo or you know, the Charlie Brown movie by its animation. You, you know, what I'm trying to get. Yeah, at? I do. They're they're more praising the idea of the movie, not what its actual category is. Yeah, for and certain I things. That. I hate that. Yeah, I really do. Like I like Zootopia, but I feel like like the the latter half of it would just dragged on. It dragged so well, bad. Yeah, I, I I like the message behind Zootopia. I really do, but I think Kubo was overall a more um, heartfelt story between. Oh yeah, uh, you know about uh, me and Chris Hawk talked about it. It's you know father, uh, parents, and your children and stuff like that, and just family and. All that good stuff, but um, but animation wise, I feel yeah. like Zootopia is like every other Pixar movie or every other DreamWorks movie. Exactly. Like look at the Shrek animation. But that's what they that's what yeah. they love at the Academy. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, on the bright side, at least technically, um, I was looking at the reviews of the Oscars, kind of like clips, and everyone was like, "Yeah, Utopia should have lost." Even people who liked Utopia were like, "They should have won." And I was like, "You know what? I'm glad people realize this." Yeah. I'm glad everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Disney, 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 Disney." What um. What's your opinion on Casey Affleck winning Best Actor? I know a lot of people have different opinions. I didn't. We didn't see Manchester by the Sea. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it either. I don't want to see the sea. You know what I saw? What was that movie we saw a trailer for with um, uh, Captain America? What's his name? 
Oh, it's Chris like, Evans. It's like the gift or whatever, right? Where uh, the, the the daughter's really smart. That one. Yeah, that seems like a better version of what Manchester by the Sea could have been. Like Manchester Sea is just a depressing. They, I don't know what they do. I heard, I heard it was the Blue Valentine of like Casey Affleck's career, and I was like, Ugh, I didn't like Blue Valentine, so this will be interesting. But I didn't watch it. Uh, I can't really judge on it. But like I said, like I probably won't watch it. I I have no interest. But geez, I heard it was depressing. I know the big uh, controversy between the whole Casey Affleck thing is how they kind of pushed aside Birth of a Nation because of what they did with, um, or what happened with the the main actor who in the Birth of a Nation. He was, uh, they brought up like uh, sexual assault allegations from like 1999. I remember seeing that, yeah. Um, so they believe, you know, it got shoved aside because of that, but then Casey Affleck you know, gets nominated and still wins, even though he has had sexual sexual assault or abuse allegations brought up. That's true. Um, one thing too. Um, on a side note, speaking of Birth of a Nation, I think that actor should have got nomination. I've seen parts of the movie. I've never got to finish it. Yeah. Um, I already granted. I heard the movie was boring. Birth of a Nation. It it honestly does drag on a little bit, but so far I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. So that's a good thing. Yeah. It's not like Twelve Years a Slave amazing but like it's still a great movie yeah but we're not trying to be political here we're just uh stating what's out there and it's our own opinion you know yeah like it or don't we yeah each member of cinema seven has their own opinion and we like to express that um so i think we're pretty much done talking about pretty much we we can go on forever but like we don't want to yeah that's gonna be a long episode i mean in my honest opinion the oscars is just (sighs) people put too much into the oscars about what um is reflective on film you know the outlook on film they're like the oscars is like oh they they this is what reflects on you know what i'm trying to say like they're basically they're trying to tell you this is the image of film yeah Yeah, they're they're trying to tell us film should be yeah if you got nominated and didn't win you tried but you're not a film that's kind of like it's more of like a like what film's choice is where it's like let's say someone asks you mario which is better suicide squad or highlander 2 you're gonna be like, oh no, man! Highlander Two is more of a film, even though Highlander Two was, in my opinion, it wasn't crap, but yeah. it doesn't exist in my head. But it's something. Like it's basically they're trying to tell you what you should watch and what you shouldn't watch. Yeah. It, sometimes, and I agree with that. I do. I highly agree with that. And I feel like a lot of things are campaigned to be Oscar nomination. Oh, for sure. If Oscar it comes nominees. out from October to December, yeah. more than likely it's Oscar bait. Yeah. Or but, a really bad Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. But for um. Best Picture Moonlight. I, I, in my honest opinion, I believe um, it was the film that uh, our society needed to win. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people, but I feel like Moonlight should have won. Like, I mean, I, I liked La La Land. Um, you can look at, listen to me and Chris Hawk and Josh talk about La La Land on one of the episodes and in our countdown top 10, I put it at number four. I really liked La La Land. I thought it was a work of art. But I think Moonlight did deserve to win to, you know, to show society that um, these films... Yeah, this is what it's like. Yeah. It was kind of like a documentary and also a movie. Yeah. But anyway, let's get on to the uh, main event. Welcome to the main event. So we're going to talk about Get Out. Um, Josh, you want to... Um... If you've seen the trailers, you kind of know what it is. Um, the trailer first popped up about four or five months ago. Um, 
not gonna lie, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a great controversial movie, and I'm totally excited for it. Um, obviously going in, I was like, oh, there's gonna be a lot of jokes about, you know, slavery and all that. Uh, surprisingly, there weren't. Um, but on a side note, it's about, uh, basically, it's basically a Meet the Parents movie gone bad, is what it is. Exactly. Uh, and just, just so happens that the, the protagonist is, you know, of black descent. And I don't really think that affected the movie at all. Even though there were, like, a lot of good, you know, underlying themes of the movie. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, and then you find out, uh, not really a spoiler, it's in the trailer, that there's there's something going on that um, people of his kind are missing. And they're popping up at this place. But they're totally not themselves, wearing different clothes. And they're kind of like, you know, as one of the themes is, kind of like slaves. And for some reason, he doesn't know what's going on. And he's going to try and figure it out. And that's basically the premise of the movie. Uh, it's a thriller, I would say. Yeah, I I don't know if it's more. I, yeah, I would say if it's more of a thriller than a horror movie. Yeah, definitely a thriller. Um, definitely better than Don't Breathe. I'm going to go into that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't Breathe was literally overhyped as crap, and I yeah, it's still a decent movie. This was way better in my opinion. Um, it used to be up until now, up until recently, like two hours ago, it was 100 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think it earned that? Um, I can. I think it. I think it deserves, or not deserves, but I. I think it. It has earned the hundred percent. But do I think it's a hundred percent? No. No. The movie's hundred percent. Um. You'll see when we get to our grades. What um our grades are. I mean, they're they're positive grades, but I don't think they're as, you know, like hundred percent worthy. Yeah. Keep in mind, we're not giving these positive grades because we feel like, oh, if we don't, we're quote unquote racist. We're we're just like legit, as a movie as itself, this was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And but, especially um, for a director's first movie. Oh gosh, yeah. Especially from a comedian. Yeah. Who could screw up movies easily. This guy was like, you know what, here's a movie. It was it was uh, pretty darn good from uh, Jordan Peele. Um technically since we already said the premise, let's get into kind of like uh what's in the movie. So I guess this will be the spoiler section. Um let me go ahead and say that opening shot was amazing. I liked it a Do lot. Do you want to break it down, like, um, do you want to talk about what was in the movie, or, like, our general thoughts of, uh, overall, and then talk about, like, uh, from it, it's as, like, it as a, from a film aspect? Um, we can do general thoughts in film in one, kind of, because okay. my thoughts are kind of like that, so. You just want to talk about the movie right now? I really do, actually. Okay. Because I feel like the premise was, like, you say anymore, it kind of does spoil it, yeah. in a way, but, uh. Spoiler territory. Uh, so there's uh, in the beginning, um, it's a guy from the trailer we see who's in like, like a weird old style clothes. That's kind of brainwashed, and immediately I was like, okay, this is gonna show how he got brainwashed in a way. Um, not necessarily. Well, but, he's not in old style clothes in the beginning. Yeah, he's like in normal clothes. He's normal. He's a normal guy. Yeah. yeah, and what I love too is his reactions to the car following him. Is like he's like, nah, nope, turn around, leave. It, it's I'm like, you know real, what? It's I'm like, this is real. Yeah, I talk to myself all the time when I'm walking down the street. I'm like, nope, I see someone walking the other way. I'm done. I talk to myself all the time in the street. Um, what I love too is that was one take. I thought it was awesome. I, I really respect him for doing that. Um, just wow. Like from that opening shot, I think you and me looked at each other, we're like, this is gonna be a great movie. We we're kinda like, yeah. like that was a cool shot. I like that a lot. It showed um what you know, it didn't really show what it was, but it showed what the premise like what you're getting in for. It's like, hey, this is what's happening, it's in your face, here we go. Yeah. Get ready for it. It's got, it's also kind of like um what is really going on here? And, oh yeah, and uh, what's going to happen to that guy? I mean, if you didn't really see the trailer and you didn't put two to two together that that was the guy later on in the, the that was the guy in the trailer, um, then you're probably like, I guess you were more into like a 
like what the heck you know yeah you'd be like what the fuck? you know i have one f word we'll use it later <laughs> i have to keep remembering that and basically from there we go on to um which by the way shout out to it was a jordan peele made this right yeah yeah okay yeah. jordan uh childish gambino Redbone was playing right after that i thought that was amazing i love that song a lot yeah the whole the whole Gosh, inter- the great. whole um opening sequence to the uh opening title and then what came after that with uh, you kind of meeting the main character with that uh, Childish Gambito song. Mm-hmm. It was all perfectly uh, put together, I thought. It was it was really nice. Yeah, apparently he chose this song because one of the lyrics he likes from it is something about like uh, either like stay awake or something like that. And he's like kind of, kind of plays premise on this movie where it's like if you're not awake, you know, technically be taken over. Yeah, that's pretty cool that he chose a song to try to help you tell, to try to help tell the story mm-hmm. or that he thought... Um, works with the story, I guess. I think um, this is kind of getting into negatives, but I'm gonna put it in my general thoughts. What did you think, Mario, of at first of the actress playing the girlfriend? Um, you mean as an actress, like in her role in the beginning? Before we knew that in she, be, in the know. beginning, I thought it was a little over the top. <laughs> hey, mom and dad, my black boyfriend is coming to town. Yeah. I- <sighs> I thought her acting was over the top, but you find out later that kind of fits. Yeah, because then they kind of make fun of it, too, on the phone call yeah, sequence yeah. when his friend calls. She's like, oh, oh, no, really? Oh. But, yeah, it, it, it was a little overacty, it seemed, on that part. But, like I said, when it, when it comes full circle later on. You, it kind of it kind of plays it, it kind of makes that. sense. Yeah, it it kind of plays off of that, yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and then, yeah, basically, after we get to the intro of them both, it just shows his friend. Uh, I forgot the actress. You remember the actor's name in it? No, no, no. Um, but every scene he's in, he stole the show. By damn, he stole the damn show, and he was the best. The comedy wasn't even that forced, honestly. I thought yeah. it was great too. That yeah, was it wasn't awesome. forced comedy. It it flowed well with what uh, was going on around them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, looking. Oh, it's a uh, little Rel Howery who played Rod Williams in the. Okay. Yeah. Dude, he's so funny. Oh my gosh. Who is the uh, the girlfriend again? Uh, she was in that. Was she in the Peter Pan Lime thing? Um, she is Allison Williams. Yeah, she's in Girls, right? She she is in Girls, and she is in Peter Pan Live. You are correct. What do you think of? Um, do you ever watch Girls? Um, that's a weird question. Oh, the show. Um, no, I haven't. Josh Joke, take a this shot. Is one of Josh Jokes. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, but the I thought the the guy was really good. His friend who played his friend. What was his name again? The actor. Uh, the guy who played his, oh, uh, Little Rel, was yeah. Little Rel, yeah, Little he, Rel. He, he was, uh, he was, he was pretty good. I, I give a lot of credit to him. Gosh, man, like. He did steal the show, though, in a lot of his scenes. I think that's why I liked him, too, is because, like, the comedic, um, relief was, like, it was so well spread out. It wasn't like, hey, in your face, comedy. He was like, this is how a real friend would react with you. He's like, yeah. sex slaves. Yeah. Sex slaves. I love that scene. I thought that was one of the funniest scenes in the kinda, movie. Kind of joking, but also kind of like you need to be careful in a yeah. way. Where he's like, he's like, they go up there, witch pie people, they brainwash you, become a sex slave. Boom. <laughs> sex slave. Oh, I love it. I thought it was great. Um, I remember at first when the brother came on screen to the, uh, the girlfriend, you were like, I hate this guy. And oh, so, the brother? Yeah. Yeah, uh, shout out to Brian Chamberlain from work also. Um, Brian saw it, and he was like, yeah, he didn't like the brother's acting at first, but he grew on to know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, I cause, didn't mind it. Yeah. It was, it was a little weird at first, but I just hated the character because I was so invested. Like, I just like, was like, I, I hate like this a, guy. I don't know why, but at first, I'm running at Jack Sparrow. 
I hate his face. I hate his, it's probably the mustache, honestly. Yeah, like the, the little, peach fuzz mustache. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, definitely a, like a frat boy kind of, you know, where I already hated him. I guess that's kind of good. We're supposed to hate them anyways. What do you think of the cinematography? I was really surprised about how well the no cinematography was. No shaky cam. No shaky cam. <laughs> right? Hey. No, there was no shaky cam, but um, a lot of the shots were really nice. And that, see, that's a big thing that I look at in film mm. is not is music score cinematography cinematography and if it all meshes together with the with the acting and stuff because sometimes acting you know it could drag anything down yeah but um i thought the cinematography and the imagery that he was presenting was uh really shot nice it was really nice it was really good it was great um let's see we got the oh the so <laughs> i feel like the uh obama joke even though we saw it in the trailer was still kind of funny where the girlfriend was like, when you meet my dad, he's going to say he's going to vote for Obama for a third term. And he says it. That was great. Yeah. So what you, would you think of that, the dad, since we're, just talk, we're, since we're talking about that joke? Um, I think if we're supposed to look at this movie like as a horror film point, in my opinion, I think he's one of the weakest people in the movie, surprisingly, even though he's still a good role. Yeah. Um, I feel like the actor did a great job. However, in some scenes, like when you first meet him, he's like this thing. Yeah. I was like, if you're trying to like trap this guy here, it's, it's kind of be corny. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're going for a corny role. I don't know. They probably are, in all honesty. But um, what do you think of the mom? Um, she looked very familiar, and uh, when we looked it up, uh, I remembered her from Forty Year Old Version, is what I was uh, piecing together. But um, she was really good in this. She, I thought. The dad, see, the dad fit fit well into the um, being playing normal, but he didn't fit the. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think he was the weakest of the uh, cast, just because he didn't really fit the tone. Oh yeah, for sure. But I thought the mom was was really good, and she was uh, believable to being kind of. Like like a therapist kind of yeah, and the or, way they yeah, yeah the, when they introduce as soon as they introduce that it instantly becomes I'm more scared of the character m- being alone with her. Yep, and of course it happens multiple times. Um, also cool thing is too I was um when they get to the of course you see in the trailer the scene where she basically has the spoon in the uh, teacup she's stirring it hypnotizing him and she's like sinking the floor. I thought that'd be kind of like a cheesy scene. That scene was awesome. That was a great scene. How he's, he's just kind flo- of like floating. In he's like that, floating, that and the bass is going room. off. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is great." That was a cool scene. And then, um, where he's uh, kind of looking at like a screen almost. Yeah, and it zooms out real slow. Yeah, and they're and all he's like falling in the space mm-hmm. or something. That was. I thought that was more visually um, impressive than a lot of the scenes in Doctor Strange. To be honest. <laughs> I'll take your word on that. Uh, I have not seen that movie, and I don't want to, in all honesty. I like Cumberbatch, but we'll talk about that later, I guess. His American accent in that movie just bothers me. I think he's better as a British person, hence uh, Sherlock. Stay to Sherlock, Benedict. Stay, stay, Sherlock. stay British. Stay British, please. Don't, don't be a fake. Don't be a fake. Don't be like that girl that Mario yelled at fake in the theater. Okay, don't be like that. Oh, I did, yeah. The uh, girlfriend. You find out... Um, oh, yeah, well, after the whole mind control thing... Uh, eventually, while he's trying to leave, it kind of plays up to the that you think the girlfriend is is either she's not in on it or she or she's being hypnotized to forget about it. Yeah, yeah. 
Because, like, but my this is my main concern of the movie. My, my main, I guess, complaint, I would say, is when, um, obviously, spoiler section, is when he opens, before he's trying to leave, and he opens up the little closet door, and there's pictures of him, of her, and um, all, all the, the boyfriends she had that had been yeah, captured. That are uh, also African-American. Exactly. And, and um, she tried to say, and he asked her, they say earlier in the film that he was her, remember she said that he's his first, or he's... Her first African-American boyfriend. Yeah, so you're thinking maybe the parents just, like, got tired of her dating African-Americans and were yeah. like, hey, we're going to make money off of this or whatever. Um, however, uh, what made me mad is, like, he knew what she was doing. And mm-hmm. let's say he didn't know she hypnotized to forget, which obviously wasn't the fact. He was like, get the car key? She's like, nope, we'll get it on the go. I would have been like, no, I would have punched her. Grab the keys and bring it. I don't yeah. know what the hell is going on. Yeah. I'm getting out of this house. That's also what, uh, shout out to Brian again, said too. He's like, you knew what she was doing. I would have punched her and got the hell out of the house. But, um, what's, what else was it? Oh, yeah, when they um, walked downstairs and the dude's blocking the door with the, uh, what was it? On the hockey stick, it was, uh, what, what's that go? Lacrosse? Lacrosse. That's that fancy game. <laughs> just that lock, fancy well, game. Bam, knocks him out in one hit and they yeah. did a hypnotizing thing. Uh, great, great scene. Wait, uh, did you say lacrosse was that fancy? That fancy, that fancy game? sport, yeah. Fancy game? <laughs> yeah, it's not fancy, I know. It's actually a brutal sport from what I heard. Um, oh, also, it wasn't in-your-face gore. Yeah. I was hoping there would be gore, but there wasn't. And I'm still cool with that. Yeah, I kind of cringed a little bit at one part. At the, at the, well, they, they cut open uh, the uh, a dude's brain. The guy from Office Space. Where's yeah. my stapler? Where's my stapler? Where's my he's stapler? blind. He's, he was Don't blind. Don't touch my stapler. He's blind in this one, and he was blind in uh, Oh Brother, Where Out Thou as the uh, recording artist. Uh, so overall, you did you like the tone of the movie? I was going to say dark tone as a joke. but uh, <laughs> Did you like the way they kind of mixed comedy and oh, the, for the sure. thriller because that's the thing, like, suspenseful like things aspect. like uh, "Don't Breathe" and like we'll say "Scream." I like "Scream." Like the "Scream" sequels, it's like they put comedy in when it is so unnecessary. Uh, comedy in this movie was actually very well fit because how you're you're general. Like, let's say I didn't believe you and you were calling me and I was that friend, I would totally I'd, yeah. I'd react like that. Like, you're a sex leg, get out of there. It's believable comedy. It really is, and it um, and it does tie in well with the. Uh, What's going on? Oh, for sure. Because you're rooting for the main character, I think. You are. And if you're not, then you're the racist one. You definitely are the racist one. That's. Uh, do, you want, do you want to talk about that? The controversy? So, obviously, um, going off the trailers, you're like, oh, this is a movie like, oh, this is a stab at white people. Yada, yeah, yada. everybody. It's people, not. People are saying it's anti-white and it's uh, racist towards white people. Uh, me and Josh are white people, and we didn't take that at all. Like, no. that's that's. In fact, the whole theater was white people. Yeah, it's so absurd and ridiculous to just make that claim. My next thing is too is like, let's say you diss this movie on being anti-white, but you praise you know slavery movies on being amazing. Well, it's like, well, technically, if you're calling this anti-white, I guess slavery is anti-white also because they're showing how brutal we were to them. Yeah. At the same time, though, it's like they're not trying to be anti-white; they're just showing, hey. And, and like this is a yeah. movie, and Twelve Years a Slave is an actual thing that happened. That's there's different. no, there's no mention of the N word once by any of the white characters, or even the yeah. Even, it, it doesn't. Well, they don't. Yeah. They don't. Um. They don't show how. They don't really express that they hate African Americans in the movie. In fact, they they, never, they envy them. They envy them. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't cool. see how that's being anti-white or Correct. you know or you know what I mean. I will say the black mold joke because he never. <laughs> The what? We're really taking the tour of the house, and he's like, the, the basement's uh, condemned, there's black mold. You and me, look at each other, we're like, black mold. Mm, I yeah. see where this movie's mm. going. I see where you're going. I see, I get it. Good job. Good job, Jordan. But even the white, even the, the, the uh, black characters didn't mention anything about, um, you know, like, 
white people and and stuff like that. Like they, what they did, I mean, they did well. Was that they played off of like um, the racial themes that uh, you know black people go through uh, their experiences. Um, it's kind of you know what I mean like uh, nervousness and uh, and how scary it is to be black in suburban America. Not just I, that, meeting parents in general is yeah, it's scary, you especially in an interracial relationship. Oh yeah, for sure. And you didn't tell your parents. Well, you think she didn't tell her parents. Yeah, yeah, that would be. And I, I, they play off of that very well. Um, but I don't see how that is being anti-white. You know what I mean? That's just like real life issues that we deal with every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this would have been an anti-white film if they were like, if they they straight out said. We like slavery. We gonna make you a slave. Yeah, I'm like that's that would have been stupid. No, they were like technically they weren't even necessarily slaves in this. You know, the underlying thing was that they were just more of like, hey, mind control. Because like they said too, like um, people were questioning. Um, I think Jordan in an interview or just questioning in general. They were like, well, what about Asian people? What about that and that? And then the, technically, if you refer back to a scene where one of the guys was like, oh, black is in this year. In this year, what about next year? It could be Asians. You know, there could be like there could be a sequel to this. I hope they don't do a sequel. They probably will kill it. But there could be like a thing to it where it's like every year it changes because they want it to be yeah, different. Yeah, I see things. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 definitely um it's showing you uh and playing off of um the African American community's experiences um with you know with law enforcement too. Yeah, with law enforcement as well. Um, and you know suburban uh, suburban America and um, just their experience with, with racial things by people who think they're better than other people. Like, but this didn't really show the, um, this mostly showed white people who are rich and high and mighty. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's what the, I think, but that necessarily doesn't make it anti-white. I, I just, I just, I strongly disagree with that, that claim that it's racist against white people and stuff. And I think people just say that so they can get a shot at anything whenever they want. Yeah, it's it's like it's just like when they did the whole thing with uh, Finn in Star Wars being a black stormtrooper. It's so dumb. Who get, who gives a crap? Like who cares? Honestly, Mace Windu. No one complained. I don't know if anyone complained about Mace Windu. I was too young to see that. But I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, really there's is. there's different shades and colors of all of us. And obviously, if you're gonna take it somewhere else into a galaxy. It's going to be, there's going to be different shades and different, I mean, aliens probably have like four eyes. You're going to discriminate against people four yeah, like eyes? Yeah, you, you go into a galaxy, people are like, they don't complain when an alien's green, but make an alien black, they got to start drama. Yeah. Like, you know, or make an alien white, start drama too. Like, people just want to take shots at drama so they can get attention, in my opinion. Like, like example, Fox News. Screw you, Fox News. Well, anyway, let's get away from all this... Um drama stuff drama and controversy uh political or whatever you want to call it um we're going to talk more about the movie and how we thought it was surprisingly good and uh what's your uh general thoughts overall i mean we've been kind of like going into the movie you said you said you liked the way they played with comedy and kind of the the suspenseful thriller tone correct even though like you said um Fun fact, uh, once the movie was over, Mario looks at me and goes, man, you predicted the whole movie. You did. You called... I, I, I did. Um, That's not the director's fault. I think whoever does the marketing for movies these days, just they show way too much in trailers. And I think that kind of affects my grade. Is yes, because, it uh, affects mine because too. Because towards the end, it did play on kind of cliches. It did kind of like mm-hmm. certain thriller and horror cliches it played on, I think. Even though it felt different, 
you can still see those cliches in the movie, and For I think sure. that's what lowered my score overall. I think is it from the score you texted me earlier? Or is there is it the same score? It's the same score. Oh, okay, good. But um. Would you acting? You said was was good. Acting was way good for a horror movie, like really good, like not Oscar worthy, obviously, but like really good. Well, I mean, you could I, you could argue it's uh, Oscar worthy. Like, um, I think sometimes in horror movies and and stuff like this, they don't get enough credit. Like, uh, what was that movie with uh, M Night Shyamalan made? The Visit. Yes, I thought the lady who played the grandma that was not actually the grandma, the psycho lady. Yeah. I thought she deserved an Oscar nomination. I'm not lying. Like she, she was pretty damn creepy. I, she in that was movie. believable. Um, but also shout out to uh, if anyone should get an Oscar nod, it's the main character uh, played by Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah, he who played in, uh, you know Black Mirror. Shout out to him. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was in the. But he was in Black Mirror. And fun fact: since he is British, he pulled off an American accent real well too. He did. I did. I not, forgot he was yeah. British the whole time. I thought that was amazing. Uh, he he definitely deserves an Oscar nomination. Oh heck yeah! If anything, uh, at least a Golden Globe. At least, yeah, you know, or both. Hey, give them both. Screw it, both. Daniel, you're in our. I love list. how we both hate like Oscars and award shows, but we're we like, still give, watch we're like, give it to him. Give, give it to him. Give it to Oscar. Give, give, give it to him. We want to love you again, but we can't love you again. It's because we want. We want. I think, I we think want next actual year, good films yeah. to win, not just because they're, just because they're you know snotty. We want yeah. actual films that work hard to win. But uh, direction, I think we we also said direction was good. Direction was good. Yes. Um, we like the cinematography. Um, music design was great. The music, yes, music and score was was phenomenal. It was a little weird at first with the one song. The, Which one? Uh, cha cha cha. Oh yeah. Where it's like suck your face off. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. But it fits. It does. It, it fits, fits real well. Um. So I guess this goes down to our grade. No, I, I think we I think we can um talk about the ending a little bit. Oh and, sure. Like we're the. Good. Like you said, um, before we got into the whole controversy thing, um, the girlfriend reveals that she's actually she, in on it. She knows. She's in on yeah. it. Yeah. She knows. She's, uh, um, she's fake. She's fake. She's fake. She's fake ass. She, um, fake. Yeah, she is fake. <laughs> yelled it out in the theater. She's fake. It's my first swear word in the whole podcast. Fake ass. But uh, I did. I yelled it out. I was I was mad. I was the like, the she's fake. The theater's quiet when she, she has the car keys in her hand. She goes, she goes, where's the car keys, bro? She goes, you know, I can't give it to you. Theater's quiet. Also, you hear out loud in the theater. She fake. <laughs> She's so fake. Everyone's I'm like, oh my god, I'm laughing. But um, the ending. Um, I that's I think it's the one thing I didn't predict was the ending where I yeah, I told you, thought, you halfway through I was like the cops gonna show up and shoot the guy because he's covered in blood. Yeah, I guarantee you, and she's gonna pretend she's the a victim. And here. because he's African American. Exactly, because in the beginning, uh, obviously you saw the trailer. The cop like asked for the dude's ID and he wasn't driving. Yeah, and it plays off the whole like you know, the whole. Like current times with having police and everything, um, that didn't happen. Instead, it, instead the cop door opens up and you see through the lights. It's a TSAA uh, officer, and I was so happy. Little and Rod, Little or, Rod, and the first thing he says is. is not, you know, oh my god, are you okay? He goes, I told you not to go in that house. Yeah, I told you. I'm like, you know what? Props to him. He steals the scene every. I love oh the ending. God. I I actually dig the ending. The way it ended. I I'm glad to. Um, oh my gosh, I was just now. However. Uh, with her being like, help, like, yeah. which that was a cop, and she looks at that little, I would like, can we just kill her? Just kill she, her. Can you just die? Can you, you just die? Yeah. Your little frame, you were shot with a rifle, can you just die? She wouldn't die, that's right. I mean, he choked her for like 10 seconds and she wouldn't die. She was bleeding. Well, I don't think he was really choking her. True, because he is still he kind of I don't think he applied pressure. Yeah, I think, well, 
I guess it is a sense of being brainwashed, honestly. Because if you think about it, when he was going through the house killing everyone, he didn't react at all. He was still kind of in like the numb mode. And he was like, oh, gotta well, get the door I, I don't know if it, it... I mean, what I'm saying is how it's a sense of brainwash is that she kind of brainwashed him into loving her. Yeah. Because she faked... She fake-ass. She pretended to be... Like they, in they love did with it him for uh, four months. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. That's, that's weird. I, I mean, I understand. I guess there, I mean, there was a scene. Um, if it's serious, I guess that the whole theater kind of laughed at. Was obviously like dark humor. No pun on that. Was when it everything's happening. She thinks the surgery's going on, and she has headphones on her computer, and she types in NC double, which yeah, which, NC double athlete. Yes, and she's looking at. She's like eating like uh peanuts or whatever. She's like, no, she was eating uh, fruit. She was reading. It was Fruit Loops, yeah. Fruit Loops out of the bowl with and no she, milk, but then she, she was, was drinking half milk. of it too. She's like, yeah. She, yeah. Just, I'm like, what the? Who does this? She was this? listening to a weird '80s song. Oh my god, God, yeah. That that, that was a that was a cool scene though. It, it was, was it was kind of cool, but it was interesting. Like, what the hell is going on with this family? That was awesome. Uh but the ending was satisfying. Yeah. Um, however, I think the twist was. Uh, I kind of foretold that. Yeah. Like the whole auction scene I foretold. Yeah. And then you went to the bathroom, you didn't see it. But uh yeah. <laughs> I think the ending is where it mostly became uh cliche with some horror and yeah. stuff. But it was weird because the roles were reversed. Usually you see like the the female the the female running and the guy chasing after her. Yeah, it was kinda it was kinda cool though to see that whole role reversal mm-hmm. because it really was. in today's day and age, you know, um Usually it's it, a damsel in distress. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it could be it could be a guy in distress. It's it, I thought that was kind of unique and pretty cool to show in today's day and age. So uh, let's just do uh, final summary and grades, and then we'll do um, we'll talk about what we uh, weekly recommended in the newsletter and stuff. Heck yeah! Um, overall, great cinematography, great soundtrack, great sound editing um, for a like not even. Let's say Jordan Peele wasn't famous, but just for a first directorial debut is fantastic. I think that's awesome. So, and as a horror movie too, uh, wasn't necessarily overhyped at all, which I think was great because they could have usually been like every horror movie where it's like one of the scariest films I've seen in the last ten years. Yeah, and it's like no, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily scary, but it was damn good. It was. Well, a you said it was more. Yeah, it was more of a thriller. It was more suspense, if anything. Yeah. Um, so going off that, I'm giving this a very strong, even for horror movie, a 7.8 out of the possible 10. So 78%. That's what I gave Lego Batman, but I want to make, I want to change it and give it an eight. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm changing my Lego Batman to an eight out of 10. Okay. I'm right here, right records. now on the get out review. All right. So you're good. I wrote it in. But, uh, yeah. Um, like I said, it, it was Definitely, def, uh, definitely unique and different, and it, it's cool to see um, a male character uh, take kind of like the horror or suspense lead, other than a female, and to see like how you know the female's driving the car, the female uh, is kind of behind everything, um, especially of um, from the African American experience. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely think the controversy is wrong. Um, I really enjoyed my time in the theater. I I liked, like you said, the cinematography was really well done. Uh, for Jordan Peele's first uh directorial directorial debut from a comedian, a guy who does com- comedic stuff, um, to see him do like a thriller, horror, suspense, whatever you want to call it, uh, type movie. I thought it was uh the direction was really well done. Um, the comedy, like I said, in the parts with his friend were 
definitely not forced. They uh, played and rolled well with the film. Um, but those cliches at the end kind of lowered my score, I guess, just because when I thought about it later on, um, it, it played into, um, you know, I was like, well, it kind of had cliches in it. It wasn't really different towards the end, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was different in the sense that a man was in a role, but it, it was still played on those like horror, suspenseful cliches. Correct, yeah. So my overall uh, grade on Get Out is uh, 8.2 out of 10. That's not bad. That's 82%. That's really good. That's really good. So, um, Josh, you gave it a 7.8. I gave it an 8.2. Uh, that is Get Out. Um, if you... Hopefully we won't spoil too much. I mean, if you liked what we talked about, you can go see it. Definitely support this movie uh, because I think it deserves to be supported. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but if you let's let's talk about our weekly recommends. Um, in our newsletter, uh, we talked about the Oscars, um, and you can get those links, like I said, on Twitter at Cinema Seven underscore Podcast or on Facebook at Cinema Seven, the same name as the podcast. Um. We talked to we we kind of gave tribute to Bill Paxton, um, R.I.P. 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 Uh, he uh, was in a lot of a lot of uh, memorable roles, and I think he was a delight. He was he was a delight to watch on screen, for sure. Um, he wasn't a I wouldn't say he's like a big time actor. But he's one of those guys who like Where when he's gone you'll notice he's gone. Yeah. And when you see him on the screen, you're like, oh, Bill Paxton. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Aliens, boom. A- aliens, Predator Two. He's the only person to be killed by an alien. By an alien, by Predator, and by a Terminator. Correct. Um, which is dope. And by Jake Joan Hall. And J- <laughs> <laughs> Oh what, Nightcrawler? Yep. Great movie. I haven't seen Nightcrawler yet. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite ones of that year. But uh my weekly recommend from this past week was Aliens in honor of uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, mine was a guilty pleasure as a kid. Uh, it's still sorry Bill Paxton, not as much as Aliens, but uh, Thunderbirds, which <laughs> I thought was a great movie when I was a kid. I still think it's kind of cool. Do you ever see what it's based off of? The Puppet Show? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That Team America made fun of? Yeah, it was great. I'd love to come out with new Team America. That'd be awesome. I'm going to have to rewatch Twister. I haven't seen Twister in a long time. Uh, yeah, and the Storm Chasers right now in real life are doing a, a tribute to him. Yeah, did you see that or on they, the they radar? BP. Yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome, pretty, dude. That's Shout out to cool. them. Um, and also, uh, so I'll be gone for three weeks. I'll be at Universal Studios, and Twister is one of the uh, one of the things there. I wrote that three Oh, that's ago. still there? It is. It's so fun. I'm going to do it again in honor of Bill Paxton. So. I've never been there. I'm going to have to go. You want to go? We'll go right now. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we'll go right now. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's pay for it. Let's make my girlfriend sick. We can go with her. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're holding hands, skipping, and we leave her behind. We'll leave her behind. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. That'll be great. Tell you about my best friend. Um, I guess the next thing I'll be on, uh, if you guys want to review it, because I come back the day Beauty and Beast comes out. So we could we could do that. We could. I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, so far, the clips are like just like the cartoon. Yeah. Like with the actual see, musical uh, Cinderella? Cinderella? I did. Did you like it? I thought for I heard I heard a lot of it's kind it, of, I heard more negative things. I mixed on it. I thought like look wise it was great, but it didn't stay true. Like it was based off the cartoon, not the story. Yeah. So it, there was no musical sections. And we know how you feel about Jungle Book. We'll talk about Jungle Book. Rogue One was robbed. Um, Rogue One was definitely robbed on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're uh, Cinema Seven. Follow us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook if you want updates. Um, definitely. Subscribe to our newsletter if you go to cinema7podcast.com on the podcast episodes page. 
is where uh, the drop down link shows up. And we'll give you details on episodes if you can't uh, read them or if you can't listen to them, I mean. Or, you know, if you want to find out if you want to listen to that episode, that's a that's an easy way to figure that out. Um, and we do cool stuff like we did with the Oscars. So, um, we're Cinema 7. And always remember why you listen to watch and explore with us. Seven is brought to you by. So much awesome!